venues and uh, availability to have to go out and perform live and opportunities to go out and see a band at a coffee shop or a bar or, uh, as big as the amphitheater out on the river. They're, it's just the spectrum is huge for the amount of opportunities you have to go see live entertainment and perform as an artist. Hello and welcome to A New Angle. I'm your host, Justin Angle, Associate Professor of Marketing at the University of Montana College of Business. This podcast is my chance to speak with cool people doing awesome things in and around Missoula, Montana. We're interested in creativity and hustle, and the people we'll speak with here exude both of those in spades. Buckle up and let's go. Hello and welcome back to New Angle. Thanks for tuning in today. Today we have a fun one for you. It's an interview with a great group of students. They are the core leadership of Switchback Records. Switchback Records is a student-run record label here at the University of Montana, and they have an incredible uh, event coming up. They are launching their first album. Uh, we'll get into the details of that in the interview, but I uh, wanted to highlight some exciting news uh, about an event they have coming up. So I brought in a special guest star on this intro, and that is Professor Mike Morelli, the director of U University of Montana Entertainment Management Program. Mike, thanks for coming on the intro. Always a pleasure. Thanks, man. So give us the details. There's a big party on the 13th. That's all I know, April 13th. There is. It's at Monk's Bar. It's April 13th, 8 o'clock. Doors open up. And then there'll be four of the Switchback Records artists there playing 20-minute sets each. Ought to be really cool. And they are covering... Not only the song that they did for the Missoula to Memphis album, but they're also putting out their own music. Awesome. So the name of the album is Missoula to Memphis. It's a collection of Elvis covers, it right, by, by local artists and artists from around the country as well? Correct. Awesome. Remember, folks, that we are still running our Growler and gift card giveaway sponsored by the Dram Shop. So what you need to do is before April 13th, you need to rate, review, and share the podcast, and we will enter you into a drawing to win one of those two fun prizes. Check out the event at Monks April 13th. They're going to talk about that in the episode as well. Mike, thanks for coming on, and you and I will get out of the way and turn it over to this amazing group of students. Sounds good. Thank you. You're the devil in disguise. All right, so we're here today with the Switchback Records crew. Guys, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so I'm going to totally botch your name. So we got Sam, we got Nathan, we got Mike Morelli, Christian, Danny, Eric, Eric, and Mike. Awesome. And so you guys are all students here at the University of Montana, right? Yep. yep. Tell us your major. Sam, start with you. Um, I am a business management major focusing in entertainment management. Specifically, I'm the head of sales here at Switchback Records. So. Awesome. Nathan. Uh, I'm an accounting and entertainment management major and have been acting as the managing director of Switchback for the past semester. Right, that's a new one. I haven't heard many accounting and entertainment management combined you know, majors. So neither have I. <laughs> You're probably the only one. <laughs> First of many. Christian. 
Uh, my name's Christian. I'm a business management major and uh, entertainment management. Uh, I am the director of A&R uh, and supposed to be vice president, but that's kind of... Titles and negotiation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right uh, but yeah. Danny. Um, I'm a business management major with an emphasis in entertainment management, and I'm the secretary here, so I help out with like the marketing and everything else. Awesome. Eric. And I'm a business management major with a uh, focus in entertainment management, and I um, work around the A&R team as long as the marketing and stuff, just kind of whatever they really need me to do, I help out with for the most part. Sure. Mike. Uh, I'm a finance major, and I just uh, transferred here this semester, so I'm still pretty new. Oh, where did you transfer from? Alaska, UAA. Right on. And, uh So I'm, I'm in the uh, UMEM program. Uh, still trying to find a little niche with this group here, but you know I'm always available for emotional support, <laughs> if anything. So that's kind of just my thing right now. Sure. And Dr. Morelli, you are the uh, sort of yeah, I'm the advisor this for tribe. this group. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're the director of the UMEM program, the University of Montana Enter- Entertainment Management Program. I certainly am, and uh, I'm the guy that's happy to get our industry advisor involved all the time. So I facilitate that. Right on. So we'll get to him. But first, I want to talk about the, I'm going to use a really bad pun here. It probably goes over your young heads. But uh, what is the genesis story of Switchback Records? So I think uh, when it started, uh, the department was kind of trying to find a way for uh, people to get kind of industry experience, um, especially like working with someone that is within the industry of music. So a group of students, I feel about maybe two years ago, there was uh, this thing called the uh, Falcon Music Program, which is uh, run by this guy named Rodell Deflin. Mm -hmm. uh, He's actually uh, an A&R person for Red Bull Records. And uh, basically they... What what does A&R mean? A&R is artist and uh, repertoire. Okay. So that essentially means um, people that work in uh, A&R are they um, kind of do the listening of uh, music and they decide about who they're going to pitch to the record label for okay. them to possibly use someone like scouts right yeah exactly okay. got it sorry to interrupt oh no worries and so essentially uh, a group of the people within the UMEM department they decided that that would be a really good way for a lot of students to be able to get hands-on experience around that kind of uh, realm of the music industry so they uh, talked to Rodell about trying to make the school part of the Falcon program, and uh, I guess they went and talked to him, and he thought it was a good idea. So that's where Switchback came from. At, at, at this point, like, so this Falcon project is out there. How many schools are are or were participating in, in it at that point? So pretty small. Like you're, you're in at the ground floor, right? Okay, great. And I guess before we get too far along, just for my benefit and the benefit of the listeners, what's a record label do? You hear that term all the time, or yeah. somewhat all the time, but what do you guys actually do? What's, what is, what's well, your job? Uh, it's basically everything else surrounding an album besides writing and creating the music. Um, so we'll ask and reach out to artists to record certain tracks for projects that we are wanting, or a band that we'd like and would like to sign and help them create an album. We reach out to them, have demos recorded, or help them reach out to recording studios to actually record their music um, and upon there we help them get it mastered uh, and to where it sounds uh, very professional and as clean as clean and good as it will uh, and then help distribute uh, actually compiled album all the marketing of the project getting gigs for our artists to play 
really the full nine yards there. So total production, soup to nuts. Yes. <laughs> right on. So speaking of real world experience, this guy, this is throwing you guys right into the breach of, of making music happen. Yeah, totally. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk a bit, a little bit about Rodell and this Falcon Falcon group. So how did you guys, Mike, maybe you have some insight here. How did you guys sort of make your case coming from the University of Montana to be included in this in this budding program? Yeah, that that was actually kind of easy peasy, which is uh, just wild. Some of our founders and core instructors. So the program is founded by nine people who went to the University of Montana, went out in the, the entertainment industry and had great careers. They founded this program to make it easier for Montana students to, to have a path to a career. This is that so-called Montana Mafia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a couple guys, Brian Naff and Eric Manigal, were at the Vegas Music Summit, and Rodell puts that on with a business partner down there. And they got to talking about you know the University of Montana and our involvement in the entertainment industry, and Rodell got really intrigued. And so they all came up together and Rodell came here with uh, a rock star or two literally had uh, Brad Smith from Blind Melon was up here and then some rights guys uh, Thomas Savia Pete Galley they, it was crazy and they liked it they liked the program and said this sounds pretty good so we found a way to fit this group into the Falcon project and students at one point in the class before the student group was formed were out scouting all over the place and picking okay. up new musicians. It was really cool. So this is the evolution of that. Right on. And so we are sitting here kind of on the cusp of a major event for you guys, mm-hmm. uh, releasing your first record, mm-hmm. right? And this is the Elvis Missoula to Memphis mm-hmm. record. So tell us about that project. What what is what is this all about? Uh, Christian. Yeah. So mm-hmm. basically one side of it is local Missoula artists that um, were covering Elvis songs, like classic Elvis songs, the ones everybody's heard. Uh, one side's Missoula artists. The other side is just artists, random artists from around the country. So, so a question that comes to mind is, how on earth do you get the rights to Elvis songs? I mean, you can't just, so, anybody just can't sing an Elvis song and record it and sell it, right? So um, I think so Red Bull Records kind of operates under the Sony, Red Bull? Umbra- yeah, under okay. the Sony umbrella, which is uh, they have a lot of publishing rights specific to, to uh, the Elvis estate. So through them, they could basically get a list of songs or like a catalog of songs that we could use for covers. And that's how they got, they licensed it from Sony so that we could use them. Okay. And this comes to us from our friends. Not only do we have Rodell Delphin uh, and Falcon Music Project, but we also have Joe Berman at Media Horse. And Media Horse is a company that takes songs and puts them into movies, TV, radio, Mm. ads, and that's called syncing. And so they're a sync company and they had access to this catalog. And so that's all flowing through them and, and the other artists that we have on the album come through media horse. Okay. Okay. So collection of Missoula artists, what type of artists in Missoula are you looking for to participate in something like this? And and how do you convince them to to dedicate their work to a project like this? It's pretty random, honestly. Uh, (laughs) It's kind of all over the board from like pop style artists to like bluesy style artists, which is really cool because you have a really nice variation of sounds on it. Um, And convincing them is not hard because basically this is pretty free publicity for them. Okay. Once you like get into the Falcon database, you're basically 
available for Sony to use uh, in movies, videos, whatever. Um, uh, so it's a bit of like a talent identification project. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, totally. Um, and so artists like to jump all over it. And there is always the opportunity to make money if you are selected by Sony. So it's really a no-brainer for most of these artists, especially ones that want to make a career out of it. It really just makes total sense, and people love doing it. So. And so that album's hitting the shelves or the virtual shelves or whatever you call it these days, uh, April 13th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And so what's the what's the distribution plan? How are you going to make a big splash? <laughs> so, How are we going to find out about it? Well, right now we have... The distribution just in a few stores around town, including the College Bookstore, Rock and Rudy's, Ear Candy, Betty's Divine, and Liquid Planet. Um, so we have all those, and they have our physical, actual vinyl records. On You're making vinyl stores. records? Yeah, we have vinyl oh, yeah. records. Awesome. And then we also have everything up online for someone to buy if they would like to. Um, Publicity-wise, we're basically just a basic marketing plan. We have an acoustic show in a couple weeks on April 6th at Liquid Planet to get the word out and Mm -hmm. try to get people to go to the opening show. Yeah, we're going to try and get some pre-sales going on there, too. We were... uh... We were lucky enough to be able to have GrizzTix, the university ticketing system, send out uh, email blasts, um, and we are running our pre-orders for the album through them, and the online sales uh, for the vinyl will all be through GrizzTix, which is linked to our website, uh, switchbackrecords.com as well. Okay, there we go. Call to action. (laughs) (laughs) And and on top of that... uh, to cap it all off, we'll be having a large release party at Monk's Bar on April 13th uh, at 9 p.m. And there we will have four of our five Missoula artists doing live 20-minute sets uh, with their song off the Elvis record, as well as four or five others. Awesome. A lot of exciting stuff happened, mm-hmm. happening. So as we, I kind of want to switch gears because this first release sounds like it's somewhat of a unique thing. You're getting access to this Elvis catalog and recruiting a bunch of people that do covers. But as we went through at the beginning and some conversations we've had, you're trying to also, I think, Eric, you mentioned this, elevate uh, Missoula music- musicians yeah, so and get new music out into the world. Mm-hmm. So one of the main uh, mission statements of uh, Switchback Records is trying to get local artists and bring them national recognition. So um, by enlisting like artists and uh, trying to put them through the Falcon database, uh, we're just trying to get them to the point where someone like from Sony could be able to just go through that database and look at an uh, artist, take um, the Ghost Peppers, for example. Um, they were uh, uh, a former member of ours um, named Red Dino Terrace. He um, actually discovered them and put them on the database, and now they're one of the most number one viewed um, artists throughout the entire Falcon database. And this is essentially, um, it's kind of like gives them more of like the uh, kind of like access or the ability to be able to, without having to like really go and like shake a bunch of hands or network with a bunch of people, be able to um, be available for these people to see their music or be able to at least like research them and know who they are. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, somebody like Ghost Peppers, who's a really good band, right? They've yeah. got tight music and they write their own stuff. They, unless they're going to travel or unless they're going to get out in a different way, they're not going to have the same kind of recognition of a curated site where people are, A&R people are talking about them and evaluating their music. So this is a really good jump for them. 
mm-hmm. it, it's a good jump for everybody in there. Yeah, and it's really cool because uh, Missoula has such a unique music scene that not a lot of people besides Missoulians would really ever know about. So kind of our job is just to promote and make it so they kind of have the same sort of access as somebody who's playing in like LA or something would have. You have recognition even in such a small area and so secluded, you're still going to get recognized as a band if, if you're talented. So so what is it? What is unique about this music scene? I mean, I'm not a music expert, but it feels like something special is happening here. It has been happening. There's a heritage of, of pretty amazing music here, but recently... <clears throat> You know, with these new theater investments and the work you guys are doing, it seems like this is a great time for music in Missoula. Can you speak about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so Missoula on its own carries a pretty unique, like, bluegrass sound that a lot of bands bring to uh, more popular styles. Um, so music and the artists themselves kind of bring a, bring a unique music in the sense that it does have that, like, Montana kind of small town, old timey, a little bit of country feel to it. Um and then on top of that, it's a community that supports this music scene like crazy. They're, for how uh, kind of small of a town Missoula is, the amount of venues and uh, availability to have to go out and perform live and opportunities to go out and see a band at a coffee shop or a bar or, uh, as big as the amphitheater out on the river. They're, it's just the spectrum is huge for the amount of opportunities you have to go see live entertainment and perform as a artist and so if i'm a young artist trying to find my way in this industry you know why you guys i mean you've made the case a little bit with this exposure to the to the sony a and r is that am i getting the terminology right yeah so you get some exposure upstream but you know if i'm trying to make a move as an artist why why do i trust a bunch of college kids to help me get there (laughs) So I feel like we're, we're young enough. We we all are very passionate about music, and uh, no no one's here to um, uh, screw anyone over or anything like that. We're all we just we're all just doing this because we really love music, and we all really want to be part of the music industry. So, um, and we also all love the Missoula music scene, and we know there's a lot of really great talent out here that doesn't necessarily have the same um, uh, ways to get exposed as a lot of people in more of a primary market like LA or Seattle. So to go through us, just a bunch of students that really just want to jump in the music industry and help artists the best that we can, I feel like we can give them the attention, the um, I just like the time and like the passion that they kind of need to be able to meet, elevate themselves. Just a total foot in the door mm-hmm. in the industry, honestly, is what it comes down to. Um, we can give you exposure like really nobody else in Montana can for the most part, especially Missoula. And I will say it was interesting when we were setting up the student record label, there was a whole portion of the student record label where we were discussing the contract and what the contract would look like for the artist. And the student government got involved, the university council got involved, UM Productions got involved. It was a big deal what the contract and the terms would be. This is the most artist-friendly contract that anyone will ever see. You know, it's 80-20 in favor of the artist. It's a two-year term. And this group is trying to help them out and grow them and give them to somebody else. <laughs> go be free. Go get, get bigger. Go do more. Right? So it's, it's a very limited 
term, and it's also limited to two songs, unless the artist wants to do more, but it's a two-song license. So that's a, that's a really great deal for the artist. I mean, it would seem like those that sort of model aligns with the station of life that all of you are in, right? You're not going to mm-hmm. live the rest of your lives as students. I mean, Mike and I tried to do that. Yeah. We're still on campus. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> they haven't kicked us out yet. But, I mean, you want to go on and work at these yeah. big labels or work in the industry, presumably. And mm-hmm. it seems like a pathway for all of you. So can you talk about some of that in terms of the exposure this, uh, this project has given you to the industry? Um, my take on it is that uh, music industry is very much an uh, industry of relationships. So, oh, sorry. Um, so to like um, kind of if uh, we like move on to like bigger and better jobs, like and we work around an artist and we like recognize that artist, maybe they're still on the scene, maybe they're not. Um, but if we worked with them at one point in time, it would just give us a little bit more of a leeway to try to possibly incorporate the connections we made while we were working around switchback into our careers later, I feel okay. like. Okay. And what are, what are some of you other guys doing as far as, you know, networking opportunities and thoughts for what happens after you graduate? And uh, through switchback. I haven't gotten there yet, Sam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I haven't gotten there either. Um, well, through Switchback, uh, that Las Vegas Music Summit that we talked about earlier that uh, the program was able to meet Rodell and kind of set up Switchback Records, uh-huh. uh, we as a group go annually to that. Um, and that it takes place in the second week of February. So uh, a bunch of our team members, uh, including myself, all just got back from that. Um, and there we were able to see a bunch of panelists speak, such as... Uh, the old manager for uh, Lincoln Park, um, as well as some people who have curated uh, massive music festivals such as Life is Beautiful and Bonanza Campout. Um, so through those panels, uh, I mean, the talks that they gave themselves were interesting and covered all types of uh, the music industry. But on top of that, we were able to speak with those uh, panelists and give our information out and give them a quick little story about what Switchback's doing. Um, and, I mean, all of them all seemed very interested and thought it was a cool idea. And so through our kind of unique story, we're, uh, I think a lot of us got our numbers out to uh, some good internship possibilities. And or jobs. Don't forget that. I mean, these guys <laughs> are talking about, hey, come work at wherever, yeah. which is unbelievable, man. That's what it's all about. Well, not many other schools can say, yeah, we have a a record label that you have had firsthand experience doing all of this stuff. (laughs) I mean, we're not just reading a book and saying, well, this is what you would hypothetically do. Like, this is what we're actually doing. So it's real world experience that not many people can say they've had before they got out of college. Yeah. So can we talk about that a little bit more? I mean, I don't want to get too into the weeds of the existential crisis facing higher education. <laughs> but, um, you know, as faculty member, we think and, and, and talk a lot about how we need to do better as educators. And it would seem to me that opportunities like this for students to, to apply their learning in a live setting, doing real stuff, is, is a pathway to doing that. So this can be a great model for how we craft other experiences. Can you talk a little bit about, um, and I don't know if you've thought about this explicitly, but how you've been able to sort of, because I don't think you could do all this without some of the classroom stuff, right? You need some foundation, but
But how is that um, application of the foundation to something real really taught you the value of those skills? That was a long preamble. Well, I personally haven't actually taken any of the entertainment management courses. Sure. I'm set to do that next year. But I think you do need to take course uh, some courses ahead of time to figure out uh, managing a workload. Um, <laughs> that That's probably the biggest skill that's helped me out in Switchback. Uh, you get a lot of stuff thrown at you all at the same time, and it comes in waves. And so I've, in, especially in the past semester, I've gotten incredibly good at delegating my time and sure. knowing what needs to get done when. I don't know if that answers your question at all. No, but. I think so. I mean, you're a, bit, you're a bit of a black swan in the sense that, you know, I've been here, what, six years. I've never heard of a student who's an accounting major also in the entertainment management program. I mean, Mike, what, what percentage of UMEM students are? It's really low, although one of our founders, Mike McGinley, is kind of the, the prototypical. We, we wish every accounting major uh, could be like him since he went on tour with the Stones and revolutionized right tour accounting. And all of those annoying retargeting ads that you see on Amazon, his company made that. Oh, thanks Which he for just that. sold. <laughs> thanks, Mike. Yeah, but besides that, not many, not many accounting and entertainment management students. But you got into this uh, this uh, project, Switchback Records, not having taken any of the entertainment management courses yet. So, what was your point of entry? Like, how did you how did this group suck <laughs> um, you in? My point of entry was Hannah, the old president, right. who I took over for, uh, came into my business uh, MIS class and gave a pitch on why you should join Switchback Records. Um, and I love live concerts and music, and that's what I care about. Um, and I can't sing or play an instrument at all, so this seemed like yeah. the only way in. <laughs> Pick up the instrument that you can. Well yeah, done. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest of you, how did you kind of – Mike, I'll put you on the spot a little bit. Right. Just transferred in from yeah. uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so how did you kind of get sucked into this group? Uh, I, I was a drummer for about eight years in Alaska. Okay. I grew up playing the drums, and then when I was out of high school, I moved down to Alabama and worked on film sets. Hmm. And then I started college after that. And so um, I like, you know, the, the side of producing where, you know, the distribution side and, and uh, the marketing and, and the promotional stuff, like... I like working with artists, I, I would say, like, from all those experiences the most. So, you know, I, I like, from from the work that I've done, I like the part where you can see artists tap more into their creative potential. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, so you're, so, you're a bit of a facilitator, right? Yeah, okay. I, I, you could say that. I just, I really like people, you know, and I like, I think that everybody has, has a lot to offer when they are able to really express it. You know, uh, my favorite writer uh, once said that by just being honest, you're original all the time. Right. You know, instead of which, you know, in the music age we live in, you know, there's a lot of crap music out there. (laughs) It's it's horrible. And, uh, you know, so I, I really appreciate artists who are just in it to, to, to be in the music scene to play yeah and so. it seems like the type of artist that would sign on with switchback has to be sort of grounded totally. mm-hmm. in a way and that's pretty reflective of this missoula montana community as well mm-hmm. yeah. so 
moving forward, I mean, you guys are making this big splash with this with this uh, record release. I mean, obviously having access to Elvis's catalog is huge, and those songs will just, by virtue of many fans of Elvis out there, will draw some folks in. But you know, ultimately, what's what's next for Switchback, and what's success look like in the years to come? I mean, you guys are are it may be hard for you to imagine as students, but you know, this venture could be here 10, 20 years and beyond, and you're here at the start. How can you do – you, do you think about that at all, the legacy or you're sort of at the beginning of? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes? Okay. <laughs> sometimes. I mean, uh, for what's going to happen in the short run right now, uh, Graceland's going to be selling her album uh serious that's XM. huge yeah, yeah, yeah that is huge. like in the gift her. shop at graceland yeah, yeah like really nice um serious xm is going to be playing our songs we awesome. found out about that during the biggest music summit and then we have a motown album that's going to be coming out we're starting to record demos for it is that the same kind of model like um covering motown songs it's it's a little bit different so instead of it just being us and the media horse it's going to be us and the rest of the Falcon schools, and we're going to have two songs per okay. school. Okay. Yeah. Right on. And then beyond that, so the Motown album, but, you know, when you look back on this as, as proud alumni of the university, what do you want this thing to be? I want it to be alive without the kids having to struggle. Yes. <laughs> right now it's so yeah. hard. Even just, yeah. like, getting the funding for uh, order of stickers is yep. tricky right now. And I just hope especially with the turnover because we're all students and most people who come in here aren't going to be freshmen. They're going to be like seniors, juniors, maybe some sophomores yep. who know that they want to be in the music industry. So they have about two years in this record label and then they move on. Mm -hmm. Trying to train people and train yourself at the same time is a little bit hard. And so I just hope we get to a point where we are busting out records at least once a year and then teaching people and not struggling for money as well. I like, Sam, I really like the way you framed that in terms of wanting it to be just a little bit easier for future generations. I mean, you guys deserve a ton of credit because it's, it's super hard to create something, right? And that's what you've done, but it's even so much more difficult to create something in an environment like we're in here right now. I mean, the budget crisis, the enrollment problems, those are knowns. And yeah, there's there's not many extra dollars lying around if there's essentially zero. <laughs> so yeah, to make something a little easier, that's, that, that rings really true. And that's a great sort of way to, to think about it going forward. Well, and to their credit, you know, this group uh, met with one of our core instructors and made a pitch and he donated some money really? that night based on the meeting that they had. So they're finding ways to build this bike as they ride it, which is unbelievable. I like that analogy. You got to be creative to do it for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what am I missing? Anything? Zulu to Memphis, <laughs> April 13th. Uh, features, yeah. Uh, at Monk's Bar, we have four of our five local Missoula artists performing. Andrea Harcel, Edgar Allan Kubrick, Chloe Gendro, and Rotgut Wines. All super talented, awesome people. Awesome. Uh, the fifth Missoula artist is Maya Wynn, who's also incredible, but she has moved to Los Angeles to further pursue, pursue her musical yeah. career. Good so we can't dock yeah. her too hard for doing that. And she's kicking butt. Like, awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, loyal listeners of the podcast will recognize that we regularly use some of Andrea's music on the pod for our bumpers, and uh, it'll be fun to get down to Monks and uh, and see her perform live. So, guys, I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast, but more so, thank you for um, just having the courage to try something new and to create something in, a, in an environment where it's difficult to create. Um, congratulations on your success, and I look forward to following it in the future. Appreciate Thank you. you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. All right, that was a fun one. Always love talking to the students, and it's really excited to see this project come together. Um, so check out that party, April 13th. Uh, coming up next week, we have Karen Knutson. Karen is the executive director of the Clark Fork Coalition. The Clark Fork Coalition does a ton of important work to protect the Clark Fork watershed. Uh, full disclosure, I am on the board of directors of the Clark Fork Coalition. And Karen is somebody who has done a great job sort of bringing mission and strategy into a nonprofit organization. She's a tremendous leader of the coalition, and we get into the value of mission and the value of strategy to that organization. It was a fun conversation, and uh, I hope you look forward to it. You're the devil in disguise. All right, last few days of the Dram Shop Growler gift card giveaway uh, promotion are running out this week, so get your ratings, reviews, and shares in before April 13th, and you'll be entered to win. We're going to announce the winner on next week's pod. Remember that A New Angle was brought to you by CED, Consolidated Electrical Distributors. They're our first sponsor, and we can't thank them enough. CED is one of the largest electrical wholesale supply companies in the country with nearly 600 locations nationwide. CED is a privately owned business-to-business company that distributes just about every piece of equipment you need to keep your lights on, your energy flowing, and your lifestyle comfortable. CED is also an important employer in our community, and they have a keen interest in University of Montana graduates. To explore career opportunities, check out www.cedcareers.com. If you have any suggestions for guests, cool people doing awesome things, please let us know. And if you enjoy this podcast, there are several ways you can support it. First, rate us on iTunes. Ratings help others find the show. Second, write a review. The more reviews we get, and hopefully positive ones, the more we can grow. And third, please just tell your friends about it. In addition, you can also support A New Angle financially. For information on sponsorship opportunities, please visit our website, www.business.umt.edu slash a new angle. There you will also find a link to support the pod. Before we go, I'd like to thank a few folks for making this project happen. First, my colleagues at the College of Business for supporting this endeavor. In particular, Professor Josh Herbold for writing and recording original music for the show. We also have music provided by Switchback Records, a student-run record label here at the college. I'd also like to thank Elizabeth Willey, recent UM graduate Michelle DeFluke, and the entire comms team here at the College of Business. And finally, thanks to my producer, Stefan Borsom. As we close, if you have any suggestions, comments, questions, insults, whatever, please email me at anewangle at umontana.edu. Help us spread the word and be sure to use the hashtag a new angle when you do. Thanks a lot and see you next time.